Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Welcome to the Raiders of the Lost Commentary podcast. Welcome to Jurassic Park. The unofficial commentary for your favorite... Get to the chopper! ...and not-so-favorite films. The famous comedian, Arnold Braunschweiger. Starring your hosts, Adam and Matt. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Start your movie in three, two, one. All right, everybody. Uh, we got a special podcast this week. Uh, my good friend Travis Laidlaw, and we're watching his film, Dead House. Travis, welcome Yay. to the podcast. Hello, welcome. I mean, thank you. you uh, I'm welcoming you to my podcast. Yeah, it's doing a crossover. Um, yeah. So we got this like thing uh, yeah, counting no, down good. here. Um, so what is this thing yep. counting down? Explain the premise of the film. All right. So this, uh, these two guys are just kind of working on this old house, and for some reason there is this countdown that basically locks down the house at a certain time. So they have to get out by this certain time, and that's what that this countdown clock is off the beginning. Um, so it's like just sort of in the woods giving style? an urgency to the film. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I just needed something to give like urgency. I basically wanted a film that was just like an escape. These guys, let's just have guys in this creepy house. We can do a whole bunch of random scares and stuff, and they got to get out. And if they don't get out, it locks down, and then they're, they're the idea is forever. the idea is it's yeah, it's like this portal. I mean, it's kind of like there's a bigger backstory that is not apparent in the short. Right. Um, it's kind of like it's a portal to hell type thing, right? And it, at a certain time, it locks down um, because that portal opens or something like that. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the initial concept. It gives me some like uh, vibes of Fringe, like how Fringe would have these like lockdowny kind of areas. I don't yeah, know if you ever watched that show? But I did a little bit, but I, I think I dropped off like in season two or something. Yeah, I, I yes, really love this. Show, uh, so who th- this are these house guys quickly. Uh, this is Red Oka Okoa uh, and Virgil, the lead, um, patting himself down here. Right, Virgil Horth. Um. Yeah, these guys were great. It's just the the two of them basically for most of the film, other they, than a couple. Just uh, normal casting call, or are they like buds, or yeah, yeah. Just put out no, just casting call. Um, auditioned like maybe I don't know, twenty people for each role, sort of, and some okay. of them did, did both, and then ended with these two. Yeah. Okay. And this this house quickly is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so one thing I want to mention is. Um, this wasn't a, I didn't have this idea for the film, bef- uh, first and then look for location. I knew the location, secured the location and then was like, Oh shit, now I have to write a film. <laughs> so I, I passed, I passed this location like every day on the way to work for years. And it was just this huge creepy house. that was always abandoned or not necessarily abandoned. I mean, someone owns it, but it was empty. And, uh, I was always thinking it'd be great to, uh, to shoot there. And the one day someone sent me an article from a Toronto star or something with, uh, the owners were selling the house It said they had it listed for a dollar. And I was like, Oh my God, what the, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, I'm not going to lose out here. So I started, uh, looking into it and I uh, contacted them. I was like, Hey, I see that you're selling it. Uh, I'd love to film there. You know, is there any chance like, do, do you even allow that? And he's like, yeah, the only thing is, uh, the only opening we have is a month from now. I was like, okay, lock me in. So I just like <laughs> kind of was like, all right, I'm gonna film there. You know, you have month. to make a movie, make write a script. Yeah, so then I had to write a, write it and and everything. So it's written for the location. It's sort of like um, a reverse Robert Rodriguez thing, you know? 
sort knowing, of knowing you you have the thing so you get the thing then you write the script i mean it kind of helped to give res- uh, restrictions you know like i knew kind of where i could go and what areas of the house uh, i wanted to use but and it's a very that, w- that way you can story. yeah you know you can uh film in all these spots and then get like the whatever the look and stuff you want to achieve so um another quick thing actually is this is the house that they used in the movie it the, the new one it is yeah that's so really cool obviously not the outside the outside was just built it was like a facade but the inside where the kids go to to find it uh this is that really house. that's yeah. pretty cool i so actually they have not seen it yet but uh they, they didn't oh okay well you well you won't recognize it because they did such a crazy art job Uh, but they they also didn't shoot in all the different like here there's like a warehouse attached to the house they didn't shoot in there but we did oh cool yeah it does look like sort of a sprawling house like a like it's pretty huge yeah it's a giant like four-story house and then like off the back of the house each floor attaches to this like old it was an apartment complex that's all gutted now oh so yeah that's why it does look it's like um I kind of just watching it the first time, I, I just sort of thought it might have been two or three different locations sort of strung together, but it is just one spot, eh? Yeah, it's actually one spot, which is which was, was awesome. great. I mean, we shot it over a weekend, right? Like three days. This is Probably you, right? Yeah, that's me right there with a huge forehead. Yeah. I have altered my forehead. It's not actually that big. Oh. <laughs> All their faces. That's actually my family. So there's my mom in the middle, my dad on the right, my brother on the left and his girlfriend beside him. That's awesome. Uh, but you can sort of see it in the eyes, like my brother's eyes. Like I've sort of morphed everyone's face to look strange. Yeah, no, it looks good. It reminds me very much of um, the Haunted Mansion ride in uh, Disney. Sweet. I love I love to hear that. That's my favorite place in the world. Yeah. It's uh, when when you go by and all the heads are in the uh, in the glass, in the, uh, what do you call them, the glass balls like, there? Yeah. What is, that, what is that called? Before again? you go in. Before you go in, you mean? Or in the library, like in the ride? In the ride, like you're going by that thing that so sort of looks like, uh, yeah, yeah. The so, sculptures? The sculptures, yeah. yeah. So it sort of reminds me of that. So that you should have had them all singing. I think that would have been creepier. Okay, one thing no one has noticed, look in the window here behind them. You'll yeah. see a face. You'll see a face sort of appear. Uh, right. Hold on, hold on. Uh, the hand's coming. Oh, no. It's oh, pretty I scary. You know, no, yeah. Actually, I I, <laughs> I thought I was explaining an Easter egg, but I I just remember now I took it out. You Never said, mind. You blacked it out. This was tough. Virgil was not. There was just guys holding the door shut because it didn't actually close. Oh. And he was kind of going a little too easy on it. He wasn't pushing the door enough. So I, I really noticed had, that the first time through. I, I had to really say. beef up the sound design to make it sound like. It I mean, was. I I still noticed that it's not um, overly. You can hard. tell he's sort of pulling a, a bit yeah. there, but. Yeah. Um, so uh satan is kind of controlling the house yeah it's just sort of like these guys are getting transported around sort of uh, getting confused and just kind of taken into the bowels of the house you know have you seen that john carpenter film that's like like hell is basically in the basement of this church Mm, i don't know no that's sort of reminds me of that a little bit too but in a different way like the People that are possessed and are trying to get into the church, but this is scary. These bags mm. coming up. How'd you uh, not kill I, these people in the bags? <laughs> we had to cut little holes where their mouths were, but that was oh, it. Other, other, they're like, <gasps> like gasping for breath. Yeah, Here, I hate. You can actually see the guy's running shoes. 
I, I purposely kind of covered it there, but in the beginning, it's like fuck, I should have had them barefoot. Yeah. But anyways, no, no one notices the running shoes no, here. This scene I got cut out here. The door is actually being held by the other guy's dead body. Oh. And then, and then he goes, oh my god, what's wrong? And he, or he's like, oh, you're dead. Oh, I'm sorry. And he runs away and he like leaves him there. But it, it I ended up cutting it out because it just uh, made more sense to have that character just fully disappear until the ending. So you didn't know exactly what happened to him. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, it it was like the one trouble spot I was having in the edit, and finally it was like, you know what? The solution is just to get fucking rid of it. Right. That's sometimes what you gotta kill, do is kill your kill, darlings, you know. Kill your darlings, yeah, man. So his uh, wristband is that half practical, half CGI, or what that is is one of those snap bands from the nineties. Okay. Uh, wrapped wrapped in tin foil, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then just yeah, some 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 After Effects uh, with the simple countdown on it. Nice. Is the uh, this whole like uh, exit port like his fob system? How how'd you guys do this? this uh, so this is just yeah. I just built this like the night before the shoot. Um, I went to Home Depot. And I was like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" So that's just like random switch plates on the top. These are just the silver plating on the front is literally just uh, light switches from walls, just metal ones, um, and then they're just like uh, conduit boxes, kind of screwed together. And then I just they were just tracking dots on inside the light switch areas and i just tracked it and put something in added there. the countdown it yeah. works well though that, like the metal stuff behind the door was actually just like matting like a uh, rubber mat for the floor and we just spray painted it silver to look like uh okay. like metal i was metal wasn't, wasn't sure if you just bought like a sheet of that uh, diamond plate or whatever i was going to and it was so expensive and yeah. i found the matting and i was like oh this is way cheaper yeah this is kind of pricey but you could probably sell it to somebody um that's cool. That's sort of like indie film ingenuity, just taking a few simple things and kind of Lego piecing them together to make. Yeah. You know? Man, the, the decisions you have to make on set, it, it's like, I kind of love it. I, I get a, an adrenaline rush from it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because you have to make a decision in like minutes. You're like, what do we do here? And and you have to like, I, we had to cut out an entire scene. You know, uh, we've worked with uh, JD before. Uh, yeah. JD was supposed to be in this. He had a, he had a whole like a four page scene, and I had to just cut it because we were so far behind. And it was the only scene, unfortunately, that just it was kind of thrown in. It didn't really need, wasn't needed for the story. It was just, uh, uh, and unfortunately, it was like the it was like the day of we were shooting or the night before, and we had to call him and just be like, dude, sorry, man, there's no <laughs> we had way to cut the scene. Done, eh? Don't bother coming out. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was rough. Yeah, you got to do that sometimes, but um, you got to yeah. make those decisions on your feet and. I had to track in blood on uh, red here because his shirt wasn't, uh, he was just like not dead enough for me. Oh, like uh, sort of like he cut his throat or something? Yeah, something. And that's my son, Tyler. The uh, sort of smoky kind of fluidy effects are kind of cool coming off of him. Is that? Yeah, just... I mean, it's sort of ripped directly out of Devil's Backbone. backbone. Yeah, but it, it works well. Like, Yeah, I kind of like that. I mean, the idea was that he drowned. So that's kind of supposed to just be his sort of something floating up. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, um, I get some... inspiration by Devil's Backbone on that one. This, I also uh, added what's in that? Tyler's eyes. If you look at Tyler's eyes, you can see them sort of glimmering. Yeah, sort of. I, like I added effects. sort of a reflective sort of thing in post to his eyes just to make him creepy. It's yeah. hard to see some Vimeo link which we're watching off of. Yeah. Um, and the creature is just uh, really uh, industrial black garbage bags. Uh, so pillows taped to the guy's body. This this guy was a big dude. Uh, pillows taped all over his body to give him bulk, and then black garbage bags taped together with black uh, 
duct tape and hung all over him. And then uh, just mop heads <laughs> taped all over him just to get him It looks good. Tur- I actually just thought hair. it was somebody in a fur coat uh, or in a turkey costume. Yeah, I mean, like in the light, in the light, it looks ridiculous. But yeah, it, it, I knew I knew what I wanted. It was always going to be like silhouetted. So that's the, I just wanted that texture on the edges. You know, that's uh, bring up a good point about just lighting is such a huge key in this sort of stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. With Justin lighting everything, right? Yeah, yeah our other man. friend and faithful DOP. Yeah. Uh, so that's the movie. Um, that's how the long movie. did it take you to make? Uh, pretty much a year in post, but we had some hangups in certain areas of post, uh, yeah, yeah. for people's schedules to free up and stuff. So, I mean, it took a year, a year and actually a couple months before I finished it. And really I only finished it last minute cause we got into a festival and it kind of forced me to, uh, to finish the sound design, but I ended up doing all the sound design myself and sounds um, good. Is I'm it, really uh, digging it, man. I'm, 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 I, I'm really liking sound design lately. That's um, fun, eh? I, I can piece together stuff really well. Um, but I didn't know I was going to try to mix it myself and I started and I was like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. So I ended yeah. up getting, getting a guy, uh, Chris to, to mix That's it for where me. It really gets expensive is that type of stuff. eh? yeah. And it's, it's needed, man. Not to say like sound designer isn't needed. I would love to, to work with someone. I just didn't have the money to bring anyone in. I knew that it would take a lot of time. So uh, I just ended up, I knew I had time to wait for the score to be made and stuff. So I just kept, uh, sound kept designing. No, it's yeah. it it uh, it worked out uh, really good. It's a scary film, so if people want to check it out, it'll be playing at some festivals and it'll be online uh, soon. I'm sure, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't put it online until sort of we find out at least. Uh, I mean, I've uh, we've got about 25 festivals we've applied to so far that we're kind of waiting on. I think the last one is all the way in next September or something that we would have to wait to find out. So I don't know. Um, I'm going to try to uh, crunch the numbers and see which festivals require um, it to, the film to not be online and try to get it up as soon as I can. Right otherwise, on. yeah, otherwise, you know, it'll be playing at some festivals. It'll be played at uh, one in Toronto and one in Portland last week. So Very cool. Well, uh, yeah. thanks for coming on the podcast. If anybody else out there has short films or feature films. It's too films, short. You can't it is. You can't do a whole podcast. But that's no, sort of the, the idea of these. There's so many things I wanted to uh, to to mention. You can uh, mention them now. I'll just keep it in. Yeah. Now, now I'm trying to think of. Uh, oh, so actually, one of the things we were talking about sound design. Um, I've in the last bunch of projects I've sort of done. I've always been like a stickler for uh, thinking I want to record all the sounds um, as wild sounds, like after a take. I just get the guy doing sound. To everyone shut up and do the footsteps and everything. I just feel like. It's if you better. can get the sounds from the actual location, it'll be better. But you never have time for that. No, so I ended up, uh, we didn't get it. And then uh, I, I edited the thing together and uh, started to, uh, I locked the, locked the edit and then started to think about sound. And I started getting like um, uh, bundles and all sorts of like random packs, sound effects and things. And for Foley, it, that doesn't work. Like you just got to do your Foley yourself. Yeah. So I, I, I did uh all the foley I knew I needed to do, just all the body movements and stuff. You know, me, you and I have done a lot of that in the past. So, oh, yeah. Um, just set up some mics and did that by myself in the office. Um, and then um, the the thing is, like, because this was one location, the house was the house, and it, it was just a fantastic location. Th- like, the, the sounds of the guys running up the stairs, I just, I wanted those stairs. The sounds of 
you know, uh, stomping on the floor above or the creaking uh, wooden floors. I couldn't really find anything that sounded like that. And I don't really know what I'm doing to create those sounds. Um, so I ended up call, calling up the, um, the, the guy who owned the house again. And uh, it had just finished uh, shooting there and he had a small window. I was like, can I get in there for one night? Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, sure. So I, I came back I and mean, I had to pay him again a little bit, but uh, it was worth it. So I go to the house and now this is, I show up at the house. I got two guys coming to help me just to do the running around and stuff while I um, record them. But we had no lights or anything. So we just had little head torches on and uh, it, the house was so freaky being there with no crew and no lights <laughs> and everything. We had to go through the whole place. That's and, awesome. but I ended up just, I had the, the cut of the film on an iPad and I literally just recorded every single sound I saw that we would need in order. <laughs> no, it took a couple, it, it only perfect. took a couple, it took like, uh, I don't know, we were there for like four hours. And, you know, when I saw a guy walking, I was like, all right. And we just did all the walking, door slamming, everything. So all the sounds are generally from that location, too. And, that, like, I think that really helped. Yeah, I, I, really, I, I really cranked the, those kind of sounds, the atmospheric, the house, excuse me, the house creaking and all that stuff. I cranked. And anyways, it's, yeah. And it's one of those things, like, uh, I, I agree. Like, when you shoot, like, you just want those sounds. It just nothing beats those sounds. And yeah. I don't know about you, but, like, I... I always hear like the same door creaks in, in film or TV or the same like just stock sounds every now and then, you know? Yeah, when you're when you're in it and you're used to using that stuff, you really notice. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many TV shows I've watched where I'm like, oh, that's the uh, Soundtrack Pro stock library of music there. <laughs> Sound ideas, you know? <laughs> louder to the life, LTL yeah, 04. It, it happens, right? And most people don't really know, but no, those who are in it no, are, are aware. But it's it's a necessary thing. I went through the same thing, like just like recently with uh, borrowing your camera there, getting yeah. the uh, just like nobody was there to do sound. The guy do, supposed to do sound bailed last minute, right? So it's like great. Well, now we're doing foley for everything. Well, I mean that's the thing. I mean we we had a sound guy there, and you know he was getting some good stuff. But when I got into the edit, we had to have there was no power in that whole place, so we had to have a generator outside running the whole time. Everything was contaminated. Yeah, I didn't like not, nothing is everything in that film. I would say ninety nine percent is all remade. Yeah, I could tell the all, all, ADR. It was pretty much all ADR, right? Yeah, it's all it's all. I mean, there might be a couple. I think like uh, Virgil's uh, stuff in the tunnel and like in the very end, him crying. That was an ADR. That was that was real. I could, I didn't want to have to redo that. But all the stuff like upstairs, that's all. Most of it is redone. Yeah, I, ADR is another thing. Like, ah, uh, it's the worst. I hate doing it. It's like it's never as good as it is on set. Like, it's just it's never as good. So yeah, but like most people don't really notice whether or not it's ADR or yeah. And I I don't know. Sometimes I think I only notice because I'm aware that there's no way that's real sound. It's not even that the quality is bad. But yeah. I just, I'm like, no, that's ADR. I can tell. It's a fan only because, or... only because, yeah, I know you couldn't have got that clean. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. ADR. I mean, when it's done well, you can't tell. No, it's true. But it, it's a hard, it's a hard one to do. It is, and yeah, getting the right conditions to do it sometimes too. Um, I found um, using the same mics all the time. Like, if right. you, if you knew on set you were using this lav use that lav and then try and get a room that's of similar 
sort of volume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if you're recording in a bar, like try and record in maybe a, a kitchen, like s- sort of match that s- reverb kind of. I, I, I couldn't do any room tones because of the generator as well. Um, so that, that was kind of a bummer. I had to use like stock room tones and things that were sort of, of regenerated. Some I got those- some re- I got some from when we went back to the house, but then there was like traffic in the background because it's kind of on a busy corner. Um, okay. So that was kind of that kind of sucked. Not kidding that, but other otherwise I got everything. Yeah, sounds one of those things always thought of last, you know. And it's like it's the most important. I've always said, I, I mean, I don't watch cam rips or anything anymore, but I remember when I used to um, download movies that weren't out yet. Uh, I could I could kind of watch the ones that looked like shit as long as the sound was good. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But the one the ones that look fine, but the sound is all tinny and, and garbage. Uh, I can't watch that. No, because it just takes it right out. Yeah, that's true. It's it kills it. Um, so, no, I I totally agree. Um, it's I would say it's like sixty percent of the film. You know, I find like people notice sound effects and or effects more too if with sound effects you know what i mean like if you have um like i remember editing something one time and and i had a bunch of gun sat like gun effects or whatever and showed it to somebody with no sound and they're like oh yeah it's cool but you should probably add more you know flashes and bullets and stuff and uh, i was like well check it out like in a few days and then adding the, the gun sounds and you know the shells and all that, they just assumed there was more visual effects because of the sound. Yeah, yeah. Which is strange, but um, I don't know. It's one of those things, right? Yeah, no, you got to trick you trick the brain into thinking there's more. I mean, that's what we're always trying to do, right? Production value and you want it to feel bigger. I I, I don't know if you um, do any of the uh, subscribe to Masterclass. I've been meaning all. to. I don't know. There's so many. I keep seeing the one with uh, Ron dude, Howard. Dude, dude. Uh, so it's like 120 bucks a class, or it's 240 bucks for the for a season pass, which is basically an unlimited access to all classes for the entire year, and your first year is free. It's only the cost of two classes, and you get everything. Crazy. It's fantastic, man. Yeah. Eh? Um. Yeah, I've watched Werner Herzog and. Uh, Who's the one I just did recently? Um, Aaron Sorkin's writing. Um, uh, anyways, I had a point. Hold on, what were we just talking about? I had a, a about sound point that they mentioned. Uh, oh man, it's gone. About that sound? sucks. Nothing about sound. I, I went on a tangent. What, yeah. what have I watched? Uh, I don't know. Mm, I'm just trying to think to my think out loud. It'll come back to you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I had some important point to make, so just uh, assume I said something really, really awesome. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a quote. I was going to quote somebody. Oh, okay. It wasn't Ron yeah. Howard. Oh, it's. Uh, it was. It wasn't even from a class I watched. It was from a uh, a promo for Martin Scorsese's upcoming masterclass. Oh, right. And he's like, he said something about if uh, watching your first cut, your assembly cut doesn't make you physically ill, uh, or he didn't say. If it does or doesn't, he just said you're. Everyone always is physically ill on seeing their first assembly cut. Yeah, uh, and it's so true, man. When I put this together, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so boring. This is there's nothing going on here. This it's is garbage." And as it was really, is it even when I locked the edit, I was kind of like, "Oh man, it's it's okay." But 
but once I started going through the sound design and, and like adding the atmosphere and the tension and cause it's, it's in the sound design that I can then play with emotions. You know, I want people to get tense. Well, I can put music uh, here and I don't know. And, sound and effects play there. that up. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I get what you're saying. I know yeah. like first time I watch a cut of anything I do, well, I would say subsequently after a few times too, you're just like, oh, I wasted, I wasted a year of my life. <laughs> Uh, I suck. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go get a job somewhere else. I quit. I suck. <laughs> but you, you know, you gotta keep at building, building up yeah. those layers, and then you're like, well, it doesn't suck that bad. I'll just, just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep making stuff. That's what you gotta do. Well, yep. I'll wrap up the podcast. And if anybody else out there has short film, feature film, any type of indie work, you want to come on the podcast and. Talk about how you made it. Uh, give me a email, Raiders of the Lost Commentary, uh, or Twitter at uh, Raiders of the Lost Commentary, and on uh, Instagram, uh, Lost Commentary. All right, thanks, folks. Game over, man. Game over. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lost Commentary, on Instagram at Raiders of the Lost Commentary, and like us on Facebook. I'll be back.